Thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a gaming podcast. If you have not, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight, where we have some amazing merch and plenty of other things for you guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a gaming podcast. Where we produce and develop the highest quality gaming research in podcast form. I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And I'm your host, Derek Baker. And today, we're getting we'll get a little sussy today. Ooh, sussy little, baka? A little sussy baka, a little snooping, little memes of the 2020s. Little, little Keck W's in chat oh, for this one. <laughs> that almost made me throw up in my mouth. Memes of the 2020s. Oh, memes of the 2020s. Of course, we're talking about the breakout game that let us all survive lock-in, and that is Among Us. I mean, what a phenomenon. All these people just hanging out at home. Maybe you get a little bit tired of playing board games with your family. Maybe you get tired of playing local video games with your family couch co-op only goes so far then you have among us where it kind of combines all your favorite activities playing games playing them online being with people that you know maybe you don't know making new friends among us came out in the time where i think we needed that it did i think people were tired of baking bread and doing TikTok trends and listening to celebrity sing-alongs and <sighs> attempting all these things that I think were so weird and cool of this era of being stuck inside. It was such a weird social experiment that it's a fever dream we're going to look back on in like five to ten years. It's really bizarre. I, I honestly, I think for most of us, we'll be old and just thinking about like those two years in particular. I can't remember a lot about, you know, my formative years just specifically. Like I remember events, but I sure. think this was significant enough to where I will remember 2020 through 2022 or however much longer this all goes on. Really, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, all that, but you know, yeah, it's this, it's significant it's... enough to remember specifically the years. It's very much like our grandparents' stories of I walked to school up and down <laughs> hills both ways in the snow. It's very much going to be that era of our meme. Right. For they it. did that alone, though, and I got to watch celebrities sing Imagine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to stay on my couch and do some stuff and play some Among Us, which we're going to get into now. So Among Us is a 2018 online multiplayer social deduction game developed and published by American game studio Intersloth. It was released on iOS and Android devices in June 2018 and on Windows in November of the same year, featuring cross-platform play between these platforms. The game was also ported for the Nintendo Switch in December 2020 and was had planned releases for the PS4, PS5, 
Xbox One and Xbox Series X in 2021. The game was inspired by the party game Mafia and the science fiction horror film The Thing. Since the release of its first map, The Skeld, three other maps were added, those being Mirror HQ, Polis, and The Airship. The Airship's design is based on infiltrating the Airship from the Henry Stickman series, another video game developed by Intersloth LLC. The game takes place in a space-themed setting, in which players each take on one of two roles. Now there's a few more crewmate roles in the vanilla, but it's pretty much Innocence or the villains or the imposters. And like I said, most of those being crewmates and a predetermined number of imposters. The goal of the crewmates is to identify the imposters, eliminate them, and complete tasks around the map. The imposters' goal is to covertly sabotage and kill the crewmates before they complete these tasks. Players suspected to be imposters may be eliminated via vote, which any player may initiate by calling an emergency meeting, except during a crisis, or reporting a dead body. Crewmates win if all imposters are ejected or all tasks are completed, whereas imposters win if there is an equal number of imposters and crewmates or if a critical sabotage goes unresolved. While the game was initially released in 2018 to little mainstream attention, I think they had a couple hundred concurrent players at one time, it received a massive influx of popularity in 2020 due to many well-known Twitch streamers and YouTubers playing it. The COVID-19 pandemic has also credited to the growth of the game. The game received positive reviews from critics, being praised for its gameplay and setting, although it was criticized for some early tech issues. In response to the game's popularity, Among Us 2 was announced in August 2020. However, the planned sequel was canceled a month later, and the team shifted its focus to improving the OG game. Which I think is a good choice, because this game is solid in its concept. Mm-hmm. And in its functionality. And do we really need a sequel? Sometimes, you know, we criticize games for wanting these like 10 year long term pathways. Mm-hmm. But if there's not really a reason to make a number two, then don't make a number two. Just work on, you know, making sure that the first one has good longevity has good improvements. And Among Us is simple enough to where I don't think a number two is necessarily warranted unless you're trying to make massive graphical changes. But people loved, you know, just that like cartoon, like, you know, like 2D sort of look about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their biggest thing was <laughs> they, they kind of had as a scapegoat because it was such a spaghetti code holding together the first game. They're like, we're going to do two, but improve it. And then what they did was they took a lot of those improvements for like Among Us 2 and just applied that to this current game, adding in those new modes, adding in the new maps and and different colors and and, and things along those lines, which we will break down in a bit. Yeah, maybe, you know, it was just, whenever you make a massive change to the code, you're probably really nervous. It's like, no, let's not adjust this. Let's maybe just... Do it all over again, and then we won't wreck this game for ourselves Mm -hmm. and everybody. So let's talk about the studio a little bit. After meeting in college, Forrest Willard and Marcus Bromander created Intersloth as a partnership in 2015 to release a game called Dig to China. They worked part-time on several unreleased games until finally going full-time indie in late 2018 for Among Us. Marcus 
Best known online as Puffballs United is also the creator of the Henry Stickman series on Newgrounds, which started in 2008. That's a big flash throwback right there. Mm-hmm. Inner Sloth is a small independent game studio, most notably for creating Among Us and the Henry Stickman collection. Founded by Forrest Willard and Marcus Bromander in 2015, they made the games they wanted to and hoped people would want to play them. After numerous awards, global press coverage, and millions of downloads, Inner Sloth can now confirm at least four people have played their games. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Inner Sloth is mainly based in Seattle, Washington, but has employees and partners all across the globe. Again, this kind of little group of indie devs, just a couple of them starting out to then, you know, go from Newgrounds. Playing some of them Flash games, kind of built by yourself, to building Among Us, which is pretty cool. Get some friends to play it, to having the world stage. You know, it's it's a huge jump and shift from, like, just these internet kids who grew up with it, playing these things, putting them on there, and then in the limelight. So, as far as development, we'll break down kind of the early aspects of it, and then where we're seeing it today. So Among Us, as I had said, was inspired by the live party game Mafia and the science fiction horror film The Thing. The idea for the concept was originally given by Bromander, co-founder of Intersloth, who had played Mafia since he was a kid. In the original game, function cards were dealt and players wandered around a house aimlessly, while another person secretly killed the players, drawing a finger around their neck. Most of its mechanics were still present in Among Us. But the team wanted to, quote, alleviate the need to create an interesting home model and have someone wandering around in a boring environment. So they decided that the game would be space-themed and also added tasks, which, according to Willard, changed several times during development. Development began in November 2017. The game was initially intended to be a mobile-only local multiplayer game with a single map. Bromander paused development on Intersloth's other game, the Henry Stickman Collection, in order to bring Among Us' first map, the Skeld. When they began developing the first map, they intended that the ship was always in crisis and that the imposters could do tasks. However, they found this setup stressful and decided that it, quote, wouldn't leave much time for detective work and informed meeting conversation. Willard described playtesting as painful and frustrating as the game would break down during sessions, forcing him to send playtesters new builds off of Google Play. The team tested the game with eight of their friends and never tested the game with nine or the maximum ten players. And the whole game was developed using the Unity engine. And I find that very interesting that they wanted like the ship to always be in crisis. And it makes sense that you're not going to have these informed decisions in the meeting because you're like, I have no idea who I saw. I'm just trying to fix the ship. You know, you have like all these things going along versus being able to like, hmm, I'm going to follow that person just real quick and see what they're doing. Absolutely. You need to have like a main goal and a main concept of, is it to find the sussy baka or Mm -hmm. is it to repair the ship? And if you're trying to do two things at once, I just think that you really, you can't focus on the main goal of the game and you're not really sure 100% what it is. Exactly. So I think that just narrowing it down and making it about one thing is the right decision in that situation. Mm -hmm. The game was released in June 2018 to Android and iOS under the Apple ID of Space Mafia. Shortly after release, Among Us had an average player count of 30 to 50 concurrent players, 
Bromander blamed the game's poor release on Intersloth being really bad at marketing. And the team nearly abandoned the project multiple times, but continued to work on it due to a small but vocal player base, adding in online multiplayer, new tasks, and customization options. The game was released on Steam on November 16, 2018. Cross-platform play was supported upon release of the Steam version. Originally, the game had no audio to avoid revealing hidden information in a local setting, and Willard mixed sounds from numerous sound packs to compose the sound effects during the game's Steam release. On August 8, 2019, Innersloth released a second map, Mira HQ, which was, quote, a tightly packed headquarters roughly the size of the Skeld. A third map, Polis, was added on November 12, 2019, and is set in a research station. The fourth map, the Airship, was released on March 31, 2021, and is based on a location in the Henry Stickman universe. Mira HQ and Polis originally cost players four U.S. dollars via in-app purchase, and their prices were reduced to two dollars on January 6, 2020, then made free on June 11, 2020. While the map packs are still available for purchase on all platforms, they now only provide the player the skins they were bundled with in the maps. According to Willard, the team stuck with the game a lot longer than they probably should have from a pure business standpoint, putting out regular updates to the game as often as once per week. And this led to a steady increase in players causing the game's player base to snowball. Bromander attributed this to the studio having enough savings to keep working on the game, even while it was not selling particularly well. And so that's a big risk. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes why games get abandoned, because it's really hard to keep that funding up. And if you don't have a major studio backing you, you're putting in a lot of personal risk. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard to sit there and think, well, this game isn't doing great right now, but I feel passionate about it and I like it. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I'm sure that there are, for every success story like this, 10 others that are failures. And that's exactly it is like, you know, you have your expenses of servers, of being on the app store, of having to pay for updates, of paying your employees, paying, you know, whoever's there at the time. And to think, like, to continue to do that, plus, like, work dedicated to, like, weekly updates or bi-weekly updates and have those for multiple years until you really hit the big times in 2020. That's, that's almost two full years of most of 2018 and 2019. You know, again, having a player base of up to, like, a 1,000, which is great. I yeah. mean, for an indie game, like, that's really cool. But then to, like, get into the tens and hundreds of thousands of people playing it to become pop culture to become a thing that most everyone knows or has heard of at least in a younger crowd knows it and it it's easy to look back on something like this and say well yeah of course they should have kept working on this because everyone's gonna love it Mm -hmm. but when you're working really super hard on something and I mean, even from a podcast perspective, like if you and I were getting like 50 listeners per episode, that would be demoralizing. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's just a certain amount of feedback that you want to be getting and you want it to be positive. And uh, I'm sure that it was really hard for them to have the motivation to continue trying to make the game a success. And fortunately, yeah. they had that drive and they had the momentum 
internally to say, hey, this is really important to us and we just need to keep working on it. Yeah, and that they did. Because in August of 2020, the team shifted focus onto a sequel, Among Us 2. During this time, Forrest Willard and Amy Liu continued to update Among Us, increasing the maximum player base, adding four servers in three regions, and implementing longer multiplayer codes to support more concurrent games. On September 23rd, 2020, the team canceled the sequel, instead opting to add all content intended for the sequel to the original Among Us, due to, quote, how many people were enjoying the original game. However, Intersloth deemed the game's code base outdated and not built to support adding so much new content, so the team made plans to rework the game's code core to enable adding new features. The team subsequently announced their plans to fix the game's server issues and widespread cheating problem, as well as add a system for banning disruptive players. In October 2020, colorblind support for the wires task was added to the Among Us beta on Steam, as well as some previously unannounced lobby customization options. As of yet, unimplemented features include improving gameplay for ghosts, adding customizable controls, a friend system, a fifth map, new game modes, and new roles are set to be, and we do see some of those options for ghosts already come out, and they just laid out their, a couple months ago, laid out their 2022 roadmap that we will break down a little bit more of that. In mid-February 2021, the game added a feature called Quick Chat, which replaces the standard chat interface with a series of preset phrases that players must pick from. Players under the age of 13 are required to use Quick Chat, but those over 13 are allowed to use Free Chat, which allows them to type original messages. First announced at the Game Awards 2020, the Airship map was released on March 31st, 2021. It features multiple floors, contraptions, tasks, and more. In addition, Game Awards presenter Jeff Keighley's face was added as a skin. The map itself is based upon the Henry Stickman's Top Hat Clan Airship. Intersloth also stated that the map would be free to all players. It features a skin bundle that includes Henry Stickman-themed cosmetics that can be bought on Steam. The account system was implemented along with the update, and it allows players to report other players that are not following Intersloth's code of conduct in order to make the game a welcoming and respectful place. Punishment ranges from temporary to a permanent ban. They also stated that reports would be viewed manually and not by bots, that account creations would be required if players want to use free chat or to customize their nicknames, and that people under 13 would need their parents' permission to create an account. A friend system and the ability to link to multiple accounts would be added, hopefully, somewhere in the future. Intersloth later revealed on the game's official Twitter account a new color to the game, Rose, which was included in the game's next update, along with five other colors, Coral, Tan, Gray, Maroon, and Banana, which were revealed during Summer Game Fest on June 10th, 2021, along with other upcoming content, including a fifth map, new hide-and-seek game mode, and new roles such as the Sheriff and the Scientist. The new colors, along with 15-player lobby support, new meeting screen, and revamp at the game's design, was released on June 15th, 2021, during the game's third anniversary. And on July 7th, 2021, Intersloth released a minor update that adds a new task, Clean Vent, which involves the crewmate cleaning a specific vent, preventing imposters from using it. On November 9th, a major update was released that introduced four new roles, 
achievements, a level system, and an in-game store. And during the Game Awards of 2021, Among Us VR was announced for Steam VR, PlayStation VR, and the MetaQuest 2, developed by Shell Games. So they definitely took that snowball and went with it and started adding more that they could. Again, had to rewrite a lot of that spaghetti code to allow updates and allow these new roles to happen, but bringing so much more content into this $5 game. Nothing like a little bit of spaghetti code to make the the sauce. Make the marinara flow. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I wanted to it's, make it's a, an Italian meatball joke or something. Maybe it's not a snowball, it's a meatball. Yeah, the, 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 meatball, the marinara meatball of our lives Ooh. throughout that spaghetti code just allows it to go. Because on top of the spaghetti, <laughs> my meatball rolls away. <laughs> on top of Among Us, covered with cheese. There goes my body, hidden with ease. And spaghetti code, please. Wow, that's terrible. I should cut that. Yeah, just, just use mine. Mine was great. <laughs> In mid-October 2020, a hacker known as Iris Loris began targeting mainly North American servers. Several players on the Among Us subreddit and Twitter reported this player hacking their lobbies and spamming in-game chat with promotions for his YouTube channel, links to his Discord server, and controversial political messages. Eris Loris also threatened to personally hack players that refused to subscribe to his YouTube channel. The Discord server has been found to contain large amounts of offensive content, such as racist language, gore, pornography, and images depicting animal abuse. A Eurogamer report from October 23, 2020, features an interview with a person claiming to be Eris Loris, conducted via the Discord server from one of the links provided in the hack games. In the interview, Loris claims he created the bot responsible for the hacks in only six hours and had enlisted up to 50 volunteers to form a botnet which boosted the strength of their attacks. Loris claimed that the hack impacted 4.9 million players in 1.5 million games. He also added that the hacks were part of a publicity stunt to influence players to vote for Donald Trump in the 2020 United States presidential election. Intersloth added an in-game message warning players about the hacks on October 22nd and released a statement on Twitter the next day. They said they were super aware of the hacking issue and stated that an emergency server update would be pushed out to combat the hacks. They encouraged players to stick to private games and to avoid playing on public ones until the update was released, and the team planned to address the hacking vulnerabilities as part of a planned overhaul for the game. At the end of January 2021, players reported on Twitter the return of Iris Loris's hack attack, which is now distributing Among Us sheets. And this really bums me out mm -hmm. when people do stuff like this. I'm not sure about the motivations, you know, whether it be just shock value, political motivations, whatever it is. But people are just going online to play games. Yep. The fact that this person, whether it's true or not, would claim that 50 volunteers decided to all join in to try and make this thing that's gaining meatball momentum <laughs> yeah. a, a problem. It, it is. And, and it, it's kind of like, it's like that stubborn bit of sauce that's just stuck 
inside you can't get it out maybe it crusts for a bit then makes its way onto the pasta code Ooh. that's what this was right and it just ruined it for everybody i mean i i played this as well and like we even played um early on when it launched in our discord we would play some public matches and we would have that happen like <clears throat> a random bot would join it would spam these messages and just basically you'd lose control of everything and it was just frustrating and it's like that doesn't support I get what you're trying to do, like be edgy and put these things out there, but it doesn't help supporting your claims. Maybe you get some people on your side with it. I, I'm not sure. It's just very frustrating, and it ruins what is just like a random wholesome game. It's just—it's not like this is like a, a hyper competitive thing. Yeah, it's just such an immature gratification, like mm -hmm. to ruin other people's fun. It's the same thing as you know, kicking people, booting people from your teams, like in. Uh, destiny, you know, you're yeah. you're in destiny. You have someone come join, help you, then boot them, right as you're about to finish, or you you're just you know team killing or something. Yeah, you know, you're it's, you're it's playing a party and thing. you're on the the other side and you just mm -hmm. decide, well, I'll just sabotage them. You know, it just like just play the game, man. Just have fun. Just hang out with people or or don't if you don't want yeah. to. But why go in there and just frustrate people for entertainment. That seems... Listen. As I say, Derek, edgelords do be edgelords. I know. <laughs> and they I just... And it's... It is what it is, unfortunately. I just but don't understand. It's definitely improved. We definitely still see a couple of these hacks. They're sold online. Um, very much like you'd buy anything for any major games right now. It, it's just frustrating. But... We'll get over it. We'll keep rolling. And let's talk about the marketing or lack thereof or, you know, in the words of our own Marcus Bromander himself. I suck at marketing <laughs> and doing anything with it. <laughs> so although it only rose to popularity in the U.S., Among Us was originally launched in 2018. And the game did find popularity in Korea and Brazil in 2019. And that's where that snowball started. But in July of 2020, Twitch streamer Soda Poppin started playing, and Among Us's popularity skyrocketed from there. In September 2020, Among Us was downloaded over 125 million times across all platforms. By the end of September, Among Us reached 3 million concurrent users playing the game at once. Baby. And there's a quote from Randy Nelson, the head of Mobile Insights at Sensor Tower. Quote, the game had been building a small yet loyal following for more than two years before it shot into the spotlight thanks to Twitch streamers. Its current success was really born out of that platform, more than traditional social media, which is where most viral apps hit their first launch pads. And from Bromander, it's interesting to watch it spread through communities, like Soda Poppin and XQC play. And then they bring in one League of Legends streamer, and then suddenly a bunch of League of Legends streamers are playing. And then they cross over to Hearthstone streamers. And then a bunch of Hearthstone players are playing it. And it is a very weird dichotomy of like these diehard players who play like these very competitive or very, you know, intuitive games. Be like, hey, I'm playing it. You bring all the people you play with and play it. And then it becomes this whole thing. And then people keep rolling it and rolling it. And those people watch it. And then those people download it. And yeah, that's where it starts. It's one of those marketing things that's just a golden goose. You can't predict it. You really can't try it unless you have a bunch of money like what EA did 
with Apex Legends, where they didn't have any marketing. They just straight up paid streamers a bunch of money to play it for a week. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought it into the scope of it. But when you have none of that and no power and no popularity <laughs> besides Korea and Brazil, how do you do it? You get lucky. Yeah. Um, this was happening, I think, with a lot of games, uh, like mm-hmm. really before, I feel like Twitch has really taken off in a way that's probably just indescribable. I mean, if, if yeah. you've been, a, if you're younger, like Twitch has been around probably for a lot of your, your gaming life. So it's not that weird of a concept to you, but like early on YouTubers that were doing let's play follow throughs, mm-hmm. things like that, playing little indie games. I mean, that's such a huge boost to the game it's really interesting just to see how a game can kind of like become a a phenomenon just because a streamer is playing it just because they have an audience yeah i mean the the boost that you get just from you know a few thousand people they play it they share it with their friends those people share it with someone else i mean a game like this can really become something so much bigger just because a few streamers play it. And that's absolutely it. And you you see why Amazon bought Twitch. You see why there's so many advertisements that roll through and the ad revenue that comes in. And the amount of streamers that started in 2020, who lost their job, who were at home, who are now actually big streamers in 2022. It was a huge shift for 2020. Like before that, you obviously had big streamers and you had some smaller streamers plus big games come out with that. Obviously, it's, it's a whole deal. But the launch of that, and then the launch of games like Among Us, like Phasmophobia, like the return of just so many of these like smaller, older games that people were bringing back, like the Town of Salem, which is very much like a werewolf game that looks like a mobile game that people just started playing again, that, that exploded. It's really crazy how much people wanted to like interact with others. And the way to do it is a lot of these social deduction or like really big co-op games. And this is a mobile game done right, really, because mm-hmm. so many mobile games are just an excuse for ad revenue, more or yep. less. Like, we're going to play this, and five seconds in, here's an ad. you got to watch it for 30 seconds. You're not going to have an option yeah, to buy or, this game. You're just going to have yes. to watch an ad every minute or so. Or you have to like, ooh, it's going to take you seven hours to build that barracks. Would you like to pay some money to have yeah. it built now? Oh, yeah. And it was, that was the model for, I mean, it still is the model for, for a lot of mobile games. And this was just more of like, hey, we wanted a cool game that I used to play like as a kid, but online, we're going to play with friends. Yeah. And for mobile users, the, besides buying the maps, the only thing that you can really spend money on is cosmetics. So you could legit now play that game for free without having to deal with any of that. And if you want to support them, you can buy those cosmetics or the pets or anything out there. So it's really cool. And then one other cool thing is actually coming out, which I'm actually, I haven't looked into yet, but I'm actually pretty interested, is this manga they're doing. This is wild. And on December 28th, 2021, H2 Interactive, who publishes Among Us in Japan, announced that a one-shot manga based on the game will be published in Besatsu Korokora's April issue on February 28th, 2022. And on January 13th, Intersloth began promoting the manga on their official Twitter account. So it's out there, folks. You can go check out the one-shot manga for a month. This is so crazy to me. I'm a big, (laughs) long-time comic book fan. 
uh, a little bit of manga as well. This game, I mean, uh, for being just like an online interactive kind of party game, to have mm-hmm. a manga of all, like a specialized comic book, you know, it's, it's bizarre. I love it. It's, 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 it's again, it's those weird marketing things. And I'm going to talk a little bit more on my general reactions for this stuff. But whenever Among Us came out with anything popular, you're going to have rule 34 as you do. But you also had like these amazing illustrations of going from these cute little beans that do like a little murder and a bone pops out to these like amazing, like rated R grotesque, like life scale creepy alien creatures that are like this and it's done so well and it's so cool that people take such a simple concept and roll with it people are certainly imaginative on the internet now Mm -hmm. the rule 34 Mm -hmm. stuff maybe a little bit too imaginative for my taste (laughs) but here we are let's move on from that please oh my god (laughs) my brain is melting let's talk about the gameplay Among Us is a multiplayer game for 4 to 15 players, originally up to 10 players, although recommended for at least 5. Up to 3 players are randomly and secretly chosen to be the imposters each round. And as of 2021, a round can take place on one of four maps, a spaceship called the Skeld, a headquarters building called Mira HQ, a planet base called Polis, or an airship based on Innerslos Henry Stigman series called the airship. The imposters win or all win. It could be an individual, it could be plural. They either win one of two ways, either by killing most of the crew to the point that they're equal in number or by sabotaging a critical system on the map, provided the crewmates don't resolve it in time. The crewmates likewise can win one of two ways, either by completing all tasks or by identifying and ejecting all imposters. Games can also end by players quitting the match if doing so fulfills any win condition. If a crewmate quits the game, their tasks are automatically considered completed. At the start of the game, crewmates are assigned tasks to complete around the map in the form of mini-games, mini-puzzles, and simple toggles, mostly consisting of maintenance work on vital systems such as fixing wires and downloading data. Imposters are given a fake list of suggested tasks to blend in with crewmates. However, they cannot legitimately perform tasks and can only pretend to be doing any of the tasks on the ship. Imposters, however, can sabotage vital systems, such as the Skeld's oxygen supply. They can close the doors to rooms quickly and covertly, travel through the ventilation system, commonly referred to as venting, and kill crewmates when standing near them. To help the crewmates identify imposters, there are various surveillance systems on each map, such as security cameras and an admin system on the Skeld, a door log system with sensors in Mira HQ, and the vitals indicator in Polis. Crewmates may also confirm their identity through visual tasks, which are tasks that have animations which play for other players, which cannot be faked by the imposters. If a crewmate is killed or any player is voted out and ejected, they become a ghost. Ghosts can pass through walls, watch other players' activities, and see and chat with other ghosts. Living players have a limited cone of vision. Ghosts do not. Moreover, ghosts cannot communicate with the living players or be seen by them. Ghosts help their living teammates by completing their tasks as a crewmate, 
or performing various acts of sabotage as an imposter. Any living player may call a group meeting by reporting a dead body or by pressing the emergency meeting button on the map at any time, except during major sabotages when emergency meetings cannot be called, but dead bodies can still be reported. During a meeting, players discuss who they believe is an imposter based on the available evidence. Imposters can be identified beyond all reasonable doubts if they have been seen venting or killing. A player may be suspected for many other reasons, though. However, all the players form a sort of jury and must weigh the veracity or value of each other's statements and questions during the meeting. A plurality vote is held, and if a plurality is obtained, or like a majority, the player whom the most crewmates voted for is ejected from the map and they become a ghost, unless the majority of the crewmates choose to skip vote or there is a tie in the votes. Players can communicate in a built-in text chat with some predefined phrases for phone users, but only during meetings, and only if they are alive, though ghosts can speak at any time. While the game does not have a built-in voice chat system, it is common for players to use external programs such as Discord or to converse regularly if they are in close proximity to one another, you know, if me and Derek are next to each other. In case players can hear each other's voices, the game reminds them to not speak except during meetings, so you're not going like, ah, I'm dead, or ah, I killed this person. I would never sit next Gives to you. <laughs> <laughs> Gives it away. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape... You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. In November 2021, additional roles were made available to players extending beyond the standard crewmate or imposter roles. Crewmates can also be engineers, scientists, or guardian angels. Engineer, you would be my guardian angel. Oh, sorry. Well, we'll see. I had to bring it back and forth. I won't sit by you, but you can be my guardian angel. Engineers allow crewmates to travel through vents like <laughs> imposters can, albeit to a limited capacity. Scientists can check vitals at any time to see if any player has been killed recently. Crewmates who become ghosts can become guardian angels, which can temporarily protect living players from being killed. Imposters, likewise, can be shapeshifters, allowing them to temporarily morph into other players. In each game's lobby, various options can be adjusted to customize aspects of gameplay, such as player movement speed, the allowed number of emergency meetings, number of tasks, if there will be a visual task, or whether or not an imposter is revealed after being voted off. There are also many cosmetic options, including spacesuit colors, skins, hats, and pets, some of which are paid DLC. So yeah, so the game has come a pretty long way from its original just like boiled box spaghetti with just some canned 
you know, we got some chef boy RD, and now we're yeah. we're at a real Italian eatery, baby. We're at Alex's well, we grandma's are. house, and we are it'd be just poppin'. living it up, living it up in the Italian style over there, Molte Bene. It's gonna be great. Ooh. This is where we are. What adds even more? What adds a little bit of that that Parmesan? I like it. What adds spice. a little bit of the spice to it is the mods. Mods have, for I think most every game, brought in longevity to it. Yes. Looking at you, Skyrim, you've been released too many times, but people love you because you can be fully modded out the wazoo. (laughs) And it brings life to older games as well. And one of the biggest things that has brought that about is two big mods that I'll, that I'll do. There's, there's plenty of them out there, and there's been like smaller mods to add singular roles, but these two are, I think, my favorite, and I think add the most to it. And those two are Better Crew Link and Town of Us. And so Better Crew Link is a project that started as the original Crew Link, which is a proximity voice chat, and it allows extra features and better support. It implements proximity voice chat in Among Us, and everyone in an Among Us lobby with their program running will be able to communicate over voice in-game, with no third-party programs required. Spatial audio ensures that you can only hear people close to you. So the way it works is like if we're all seeing in a room, you can hear it. As I start to walk away or behind a wall, it gets quieter and further. And so it allows for like more of an in-game fun chat, very much like you'd have only during meetings, for some hilarity, for you to throw sus on someone across the map that you're talking to like someone that you know, like, mm, I think it's them and I don't know. As well as if you're in an event, you can hear people and people can hear you and it sounds echoey like a cake. Now, the mod that adds a lot to it is Town of Us. And it's based on roles from the popular werewolf adaptation game, Town of Salem. And within Town of Us, it includes an ever-increasing amount of modded roles, which as of March 2022, includes 32 new roles, various color and hat options, and 10 modifier roles that adds a bit of spice to that pasta game. I like it a spice. It adds a little bit of heat to it. Good roles include a sheriff that can shoot imposters, a medic that can provide a shield to a player, and a mayor that has additional votes during the meeting. Bad roles include a swooper that can turn invisible, a camouflager that can turn everyone into gray beans, and a miner that can put down additional vents. Neutral roles include a jester that wins if they are voted out, a glitch that is a killer on their own team, and an arsonist whose job it is to douse everyone in gasoline and light that match to win. So basically they're killing without killing and hopefully surviving until they can light that match and kill everybody. The jester is such an interesting concept to me. I feel like that's probably my favorite addition via this mod. The Jester's fantastic, and there's an opposite of the Jester, which is the Executioner. And the Executioner is trying to get a good person that is predetermined voted out. And if they get that good person voted out, they win. Oh. So, so it's kind of the reverse of that Jester to kind of work with it. And there's so many cool roles that are added with it. There's a Time Lord that will allow you to reverse time over like five seconds. There's a Transporter that swaps people's positions. There's so much added to it on the good and bad side. That adds that spice. And then, as Derek had said earlier, having the menu options to change the the amount of people on the map, amount of time for meetings, things like that. 
you can change almost all of these roles and then some is a huge menu as well as the percent chance to get that role. So there's always going to be, let's say, two bad guys. You want the camouflager at 60%. There's a 60% chance out of all the roles that it'll get picked versus maybe like a 20% chance for a swooper to be picked. So, th- so there's always going to be that variety that will change up the game a bit and just keeps adding to it. And this mod, the original mod, I believe, came out in early 2021, maybe even late 2020, but it has had so many additions and so many people collaborating on it that it keeps changing and adding new roles and just, again, bringing that spice of life, that Skyrim spice of life back to a game that everyone was already tired of kind of by the end of 2020. Everyone had yeah. been like memed the hell out of it had had their fun with it. This brings you back into it. Mods like this that have the sliders, it's definitely going to give a game like this longevity because once you figure out a base game, when you really figure it out, it gets boring really fast. Yeah. And so to add in these kind of random sliders, things, percentages, where you can have different roles, you can have all kinds of variations within the game mode, people are going to want to play it again. People are going to want to play it more. They're mm-hmm. going to want to play their favorite mode. You know, we, we've seen this since the beginning of online gaming. As long as there are a lot of different varieties within a game, you're going to keep and retain like a solid player base, there's going to be probably some increases and decreases, of course. But yeah, to have as many options as this mod gives, I think is really important for this game. It is. And then you have so many people still on Twitch that are actually just almost full-time Among Us players at this point, playing so many of these different varieties of these mods that are out there that are still pulling in. You know, at minimum, I'm seeing... 100 to 200 viewers, up to 10,000, up to 8,000. I mean, there's a lot of streamers out there that love these type of games and bring in, you know, personalities from all these different demographics and all these different uh, viewerships that brings this stuff together. And it makes it fun to watch because it is tough to get nine friends, 12 friends together to all play this unmodded, to all play this. But it's, uh, it's a great time. And the demographics... I mean, that's one thing that's really significant about it among us because it's it really mm-hmm. is just so accessible to anyone um, for it to have been a mobile game originally and then obviously spread. Like, there are just so many walks of life that could play this game and it's not incredibly complicated and it's just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So while we're talking about that expansion, Let's talk a little bit more about the console release versions of the game. Amid its popularity, Intersloth considered releasing the game to PS4 and Xbox One consoles, but encountered a problem in implementing player communication since standard text-based or voice-based chat seemed unusable. They considered a system similar to the QuickCom system from Rocket League, as well as the possibility of developing an entirely new communication system for the game. Versions of the game for Xbox consoles were later announced. Among Us was released for the Nintendo Switch on December 15, 2020, the same day it was announced during Nintendo Direct Indie World Showcase. The Switch version supports cross-platform play with the mobile and Windows versions. This port was published by Play Everywhere. Upon release, the Switch version had an exploit to access the airship prior to its official release in early 2021. The exploit was fixed two days after release in the Switch version's first update. 
Currently, all the game's downloadable content is unavailable on Switch, although the team stated that it will be added in at some point. And that's so rare for a, a Nintendo release game, I think, to have a glitch mm-hmm. like that. You have to be really tight, generally, to be on that that system and in that company. And, and I think, I think one of the big things with it, too, to get that exploit is these are mobile developers making Flash games, then making stuff for Windows, and then trying to get this over to the Switch, the younger console, get it on there digitally. Uh, I, I just think it was one of those kind of security flaws of going to a console game to have these things. But again, you're right. I don't know how exactly you access the Switch netcode to do anything, but people did. And, you know, holding those cosmetics back and the DLC, which I believe is, I think at this point, available. Um, it made sense to get the game on there, get it rolling, and try it out there. And then try and get it to their other partners within Xbox and PlayStation. Sure. And so on the same date as the announcement of the airship, it was announced that Among Us will be available in the Xbox Game Pass for PC at some point in the not-too-distant future, as quotes from Shaq News. And the game was released uh, on Game Pass for PC, but also for the Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S in 2021. During the Xbox Indie Showcase, it was announced that it would include the new airship map. Intersloth stated that as the game is coming to other consoles, it is facing several approval processes. Releases of Among Us for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, supporting cross-play between the existing versions, were all announced in April 2021 with an unspecified release date. Players in these consoles will get an exclusive Ratchet and Clank cosmetic. Oh, And the physical version of the console editions were announced for pre-order on July 7th, 2021, which is part of two bundles, the Imposter Edition and the Crewman Edition, which included a bunch of physical collectibles, some little plushies, included a big red emergency button, uh, as well as some other just like really cool collectibles with it. If you are in the middle of 2021, still an Among Us fan, you're pre-ordering it, <laughs> you got some cool stuff, um, which did retail, I believe, $40 and $80, some within those ranges of it. So you are paying for a full release for a $5 game, but you are getting, you're only really paying for the game. You're more so paying for these cosmetics, right. plus these cool actual collectibles. Right. If you're a big fan of Among Us, I mean, maybe that's something essential for you. And especially if you just like video game collectibles in general, uh, those games. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 50 to $60 for this $5 game sounds like a lot. But, you know, there are tons of bundles for $60, $70 games that end up reaching 200 250 to get some kind of collectible for those. So it's not totally uncommon for games to really charge for those collectibles. But when you get them, they're, they're there for that limited time. If you really like mm-hmm. that stuff, I'm sure you're happy to have it. Oh, exactly. And especially, like, if it's even just as a reminder of, like, you and your friends playing, like, you have it. And, like, it's such just a cool desk thing to have or collectibles if you like like collecting video game plushies and other stuff it's cool and it's what i think a lot of us pine for when we talk about pre-order sure when it's like hey you get a golden sword in game oh that's my pre-order bonus that's yeah what i'm paying for this collectible stuff yeah but you can be gold i mean like you could get a gold something in red dead redemption or mm-hmm. like you got uh i think it was when halo 3 came out the master chief helmet on top yeah. of the game case and so something like that is really cool and you can display it 
sometimes the pre-order bonuses are just something in game that yeah you might show off for the the first few weeks but at sure you know, eventually it's going to die out something physical lasts generally forever yeah and and especially depending on what you want like there's so many collectors quote-unquote editions of games uh like tiny tina's wonderland just came out and you could pay upwards of a hundred and some odd dollars for in-game stuff with no physicals so it's like you're paying a bunch of money to like either advance earlier get more in-game loot which when it comes down to it it doesn't really matter once you've played the game through once those extra 60 bucks or 40 bucks you've spent doesn't equate to much after that first well especially because a lot of those in-game bonuses are really only helpful at the beginning of the game cycle yeah and by the time that yeah you're right you play through it once you've probably if it's like a a a power up it gives you a little temporary boost at the beginning of the game but eventually you're gonna find something better they're never giving you end Mm -hmm. game type materials at the beginning because at that point, the game's just not going to get momentum in the multiplayer phases. Yeah. So we're nearing the end of the episode. Let's talk about how people received Among Us. As of September 2020, Steam Spy estimated that the game had more than 10 million owners on Steam. The Associated Press noted the game was the most downloaded app on the iOS App Store for both iPhones and iPads in October 2020. According to Superdata Research, the game had roughly 500 million players worldwide as of November 2020, with free-to-play mobile version accounting for 97% of players and the buy-to-play PC version accounting for 3% of players. Though it was the buy-to-play PC version that generated 64% of the game's gross revenue. Among Us became one of the best-selling games of 2020 on Steam, being listed on the Platinum category on the year's top 100 list. The Nintendo Switch version's launch sold 3.2 million digital units in December 2020, making it the highest-earning version of the game for the month and one of the best-selling games on the Nintendo Switch. Among Us was offered as a free game on the Epic Game Store during one week, in May 2021, its average daily player count jumped from around 350,000 players in the weeks before to over 2 million players during the giveaway. On June 29, 2021, Intersloth reported on Twitter that during the game's free promotion on Epic's Game Store, at least 15 million copies were sold. And I just was reading some tweets from Intersloth before we did this, and in December, for both PlayStation and PlayStation 4 and 5, I should say, it was the most downloaded game. So it's amazing to see, like, again, it's five bucks. It's not that bad. Most everyone can kind of jump in at that. But for it to be the most downloaded as of December 2021, almost two years after that life cycle or a year and a half, I should say, of the popularity life cycle of it, it's pretty wild. Yeah, just $5, and a lot of times this is on sale on the Nintendo Switch store. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Even even a buck off, you know, the 20% off. Or 20% even just off. I, I've seen it for like two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this game, it's obviously really cheap, a lot of fun. So if you don't have it already, you can get it super easily. Add them sales numbers up, baby. So while Among Us released in 2018, it was not as we had said until the mid-2020s. That it saw that surge of popularity, initially driven by content creators online in South Korea and Brazil. 
Bromander stated that the game is more popular in Mexico, Brazil, and South Korea than the United States. And according to Willard, Twitch streamer Soda Poppin was the first, listen, he owns that crown, the first to popularize it. Many other Twitch streamers and YouTubers followed suit, including prominent content creators XQC, Pokimane, Shroud, Ninja, and PewDiePie. The COVID-19 pandemic was frequently cited as a reason for the popularity of Among Us, as it allowed for socializing despite social distancing. Emma Kent of Eurogamer believed that the release of Intersauce The Henry Stickman Collection also contributed to awareness of Among Us, and PC gamer's Wes Fenlon credited Twitch streamer S.R. Cave for priming Among Us for its big moment. Fenlon also praised Among Us for improvements over other popular tabletop games that have been inspired by Mafia, such as Secret Hitler. He said other video game adaptations of Mafia, such as Town of Salem and Werewolves Within, were, quote, just adding an online interface for the basic werewolf rules, whereas Among Us is an entirely new take on the concept. Along with Fall Guys and the Jackbox Party Packs, Among Us provided a narrative-less experience that helped to avoid the cultural trauma of the pandemic, according to MJ Lewis of Wired. Among Us, um, along with Fall Guys and Jackbox, for sure, loved playing all yeah. this stuff um, in the middle of the pandemic, especially Fall, fall Guys. I mean, I, I play that with my wife. Just such a goofy, goofy game. Jackbox is, a, I think, a little, out of all of these, probably the most challenging one to really get into during the pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, those party games, I think, helped a lot of people keep their sanity while we were trying yeah, to deal with I, all that stuff. I mean, it seriously was. I mean, you know, me personally, whenever I wasn't doing this, like to, to get in with other people, like I ran online trivia and like I tried to like socialize as much as possible when it was those first eves of the pandemic and we didn't know what was going on no. like we just saw things were dire and, and things were happening and so yeah you did what you could and, and I personally think like among us and fall guys would have never done what it's done and what no. it's still doing jackbox had already been around for a couple iterations sure. and they were able to bring those back and, and bring people into the ecosystem for it but those two games, I mean, are very specific games. I think Fall Guys would have had its limelight for a couple seconds and then fil- like fizzled out, but it's continued. It's brought major IPs in very much along the lines of like what, uh, why can't I think of it? Fortnite? Along the lines of what Fortnite brought in yeah. as far as like bringing IPs from very specific things like Marvel and, and, and such to use as right. skins and, and other stuff. And it's just really cool that Fall Guys is such a non-competitive competitive game. Right. Yeah, it's just, you know, one big mini game adventure that's, I don't know, a lot of fun. We could probably do oh, a yeah. whole episode on Fall Guys. I'd love to play it. Ooh, let's, let's see. We'll talk about it. The game's popularity continued into the following months. YouTube reported that videos of Among Us were viewed 4 billion times in September 2020 alone. And TikTok videos related to Among Us had over 13 billion views as of October 2020. Is it 4 billion times just in September? Really? Yeah. Well, YouTuber CG5 wrote a song based on the game in September 2020, titled Show Yourself and gained over 60 million views in four months. 
In September 2020, the game exceeded 100 million downloads and its player count rose to 1.5 million concurrent players, nearly 400,000 of which were on Steam, then peaked at 3.8 million in late September. The sudden increase in players overloaded the game's server, which according to Willard was a totally free Amazon server, and it was terrible. This forced him to work quickly under crunch time to resolve these issues. In August, Intersloth opened an online store for Among Us themed merchandise. The game's popularity inspired many original songs, fan arts, and internet memes. Willard expressed that fan-created content really is the best part of making Among Us, and Bromander called it my favorite thing to see. The game popularized the slang word sus, meaning suspicious or suspect, which had been used before the game's release. Other slang terms, as well as internet memes popularized and inspired by Among Us, include sussy and sussy baka. When the imposter is sus, which is an ironic meme based on Among Us, and Amogus, which is a satiric misspelling of Among Us. A lot of memes. Derek, I'm so glad you got to read this paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, Sussy Baka. Uh, Oh, a little Sussy Baka action. This this paragraph was sus. It's quite sus. You know, when the paragraph is sus, Derek. (laughs) Amogus. During its time of widespread popularity, Among Us was controversially played by the U.S. Navy esports team in which players on the stream used in-game names referencing the N-word and the bombing of Nagasaki. The stream was deemed offensive and intolerable by some viewers. In October 2020, U.S. representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar streamed the game alongside several other prominent streamers such as Pokemon and Hassan Piker as a way to encourage people to vote in the 2020 U.S. presidential election, drawing almost 700,000 concurrent viewers on Twitch. It was wild. And regardless of your political affiliation, it's a very smart marketing move in terms of reaching a younger audience. And, you know, being to younger people themselves, like, it was such a great way to get that message out there that wasn't your like, hello, it's me on your commercial. I am running for this. I do this. I go to factories and pretend like I do this stuff. Like it was much more of just like, hey, let's chat. It makes me feel aged a little bit because now we're at a point where there are political representatives that have been alive long enough to where video games you know for so long were considered like a children's distraction and now you're you know there are people who have more widely accepted video games as a form of entertainment and they've been around them so long and are capable enough and like able to just play video games casually Mm -hmm. and they're representatives of the united states at the same time i i feel like it's really cool but it is also a little surreal to me to think about something like that it is i mean to be fair we do have some u.s reps and other people who have been around since the dinosaurs right (laughs) but it is cool to see like the smart ideas that people have on how to target certain things and i thought it was just really cool i thought it was such a smart way uh to get younger people that's not again just a tv advert or a mailed advert or a sign in your neighborhood vote for so and so um and to really talk about those things uh i thought it was cool i thought it was a great way to do it Absolutely. 
So the game also received several mods made by the community, which adds new roles, game modes, cosmetics, etc. Among Us was also featured in Twitch Rivals 2020, an online gaming tournament which was held on December 4th, 2020. During the event, players were able to receive an exclusive pet called Glitch Pet, which is a Twitch logo. Among Us has been frequently compared to Fall Guys, as both became popular as party games during the COVID-19 pandemic. The developers of both games have positively acknowledged each other on Twitter. Comparisons have also been drawn between the two games' avatars, which have been said to look like jelly beans, the little beans of them. And Among Us has also been compared to The Thing, Town of Salem, Werewolves Within, and Secret Hitler. Epic Games. You know, Epic Games, like, hey, get this game for free, we love you, Among Us, you're great. But they included a limited-time game mode in Fortnite Battle Royale in December 2020 called The Spy Within, which had very similar mechanics to Among Us, in which, among 10 players, the others have to complete tasks to earn enough coins within a limited time while trying to deduce which two players are trying to sabotage their effort. Epic later added another limited mode to Fortnite called Imposters in August 2021, which was recognized as an even closer take on Among Us, as the same basic mechanics as The Spy Within were used, but now taking place aboard a spacecraft, with a layout similar to the Among Us map. Innersloth responded in frustration to this mode, which gave no credit to Innersloth. And Bromander stated, is it really that hard to put 10% more effort into putting your own spin on it, though? And while studio representative Caleb Underwood said that Innersloth was open to collaborations, quote, just ask. And if you follow some basic rules, it's usually fine. But in October of 2021, in a blog post, Epic Games did credit Innersloth in Among Us as, quote, inspirations for the imposters mode. And they're 100% right to feel frustrated by that. You're obviously capitalizing on something that's incredibly popular right there in that moment. Yeah. There are things that you can do to really give credit, pay an homage to the people that are responsible for that creation. You know, it's, it's not that hard yeah. to just do the right thing. And, no, it's, and it's it really seems not. like sometimes the financial aspects of things just sort of take over. But again, Fortnite is not known. Well, I guess they are known for stealing IP. <laughs> well, let's say creatively using IP to make it their own while putting the other person down to make sure the game's not played. Very much Daisy and a couple other games like that. But at least there's acknowledgement, but they're right. Like if you've just been like, even on a Twitter post, like, hey, Among Us is hot or whatever, come check out the new imposters mode. Something like that, even just to like push it. It's it's silly. Hey, you know, this is a breakout game. We love Among Us. We're big fans, and that's why we've decided to try and give credit to them by adding this mode to our game as well. Play Among Us, play our game. Either way, you're gonna have fun. Yeah. And let's just say uh, Epic and Fortnite aren't hurting for cash. Right. So even if they threw a little, a couple bones that way towards the spaghetti, mm. the spaghetti beauty that is the now among us, you know, it would have been fine. It's just some of that stuff. And so to wrap it up, as I had said earlier in the episode, Intersloth has released their 2022 roadmap on January 17th, which states that their main priority at the moment are a friends list and quality of life improvements. Further development includes more roles, a hide-and-seek mode, more cubes, which are the things that you purchase, like, with coins from playing to get, like, cosmetics, and also future collabs with other creators and other devs. 
So definitely really cool to see they're going to be able to take everything and to see what the the old sussy bacas are going to bring, as they say. <laughs> as, the, as they say. I'm not sure who they is at this point. I haven't seen sussy baca in a long time. Our Discord was absolutely filled with sussy baca commentary probably a year ago. Um, haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a long time. If you are in our Discord or our socials and you've come to this far in the episode, hit us with a good old-fashioned sussy vodka. We'll know you listened. In whatever your respective, <laughs> yeah, in whatever your respective form of communication sure. with us is, and uh, I'll hit you back. I'll clap back with that sussy vodka. You're going to clap back with the sussy vodkas. <laughs> all right, all right. I've called this meeting because Alex and Derek Recorded this a little ahead of time. It's a little sussy. And we have some information that has come out since then that I want to add in right here. Again, bear with me. I saw Red Vent, so we'll get them out later. But I wanted to say that one big thing uh, that we had talked about is that Friends List is now out. Uh, so you're able to send a, an invite to a friend, get them on the list, and it's various kind of just randomized invites, different than Steam, kind of an internal thing. It's Interesting, I would say that. As well as some new cosmetic items. They've added Ghostface. So you can get a Scream Mask, Scream Robes. They've added in Master Chief and Guilty Spark if you play on Xbox. As well as some Ratchet and Clank skins if you are playing on PlayStation. So giving you a couple things there. As well, we saw a really cool horse mode on April Fool's 2022. Where everyone was basically like a centaur bean. Went with it, and uh, it was pretty fantastic. So anyway, let's vote Red out, and we'll get... Why am I seeing all these votes for me? Anyway, uh, back to Alex and Derek. Oh, it's so good. But anyway, we are wrapping up the episode as always. Derek, tell the people, why do we choose this, and what do you think? Among Us. Among Us. Sussibaka. Mm-hmm. Sus. These are all words that <laughs> have been used by people, not by me, but by people mm-hmm. all over the internet. This was uh, such a big phenomenon for COVID-19, yeah. which, let's face it, it, it wasn't an easy time for anybody. Um, it doesn't matter, like, what walk of life you were from. It was, it was just just a frustrating period in time, something that a lot of people are still having to deal with. But mm-hmm. this game provided a little bit of comfort and relief and socialization in a time where a lot of people in the world weren't doing so great. And for it to just become like this simple, casual, cultural phenomenon in video gaming i feel like something that brings people together like that is important to talk about and the mm-hmm. game is still around and it's still a lot of fun it's still something that people play it's still cheap it's just a game that i think has a lot of legs and longevity that's going to be around for a long time and i'm happy that the development team is still putting effort into making sure that the game is good because like you said you know if you leave it up to like the the mods 
yeah, that that gives a game longevity, and it it probably makes it more popular for some people. But for the development team to recognize that and decide, like, yeah, hey, we should actually try and expand on some of this stuff too, because mods are becoming more popular and helping our game. Like, these are obviously some good ideas. Sure. And we need to take them into consideration. I think to have that foresight to decide to do that is a great decision among us. Eight out of 10 for me. I, I think that there are things that they could probably do better, but they're working on doing it. Mm-hmm. And as far as like a mobile game goes, 10 out of 10, you know, like mobile games should all aspire to be as accessible as a game like Among Us. And as much as I don't agree with the numbers, things dumb. I do agree with the segment <laughs> of what you're saying. It is. It is. It's for, again, like you said, a mobile game. That was more so just kind of from that minds of like coming from the Newgrounds. And again, for those of you who are too young for Newgrounds and play it in school, um, it was just a website of Flash games. And, and I do remember Henry Stickman on it and then playing that and through high school at that point. And it's so cool to like just see the success of that and to really bring it to light of like, again, I think my favorite genre of even board game is, is the party game and specifically the social deduction game. I think it's so fun to be able to like mess with your friends and have fun and try and win as the imposter or like the bad, but also like try and win as the good. Like you get to play both and the matches typically are quick enough that you can cycle a bunch in and a bunch of people will be able to get those roles and play with those. And again, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm always on the side of if a game releases their dev kit or something like it to the public or allows for mods or allows for easy mod access. Those are devs I love. Whether it's an indie dev or a triple A like Bethesda that will bring those kits and say, hey, well one, our game's unfinished and broken <laughs> when it gets released, so fix it for us. Yeah. But two, you want to have redevelopment baby. A cool so Yeah. I, and you know, even just lately I I saw a bunch of mods that people have worked on to make Skyrim Elden Ring. Like, I think that's so cool to allow those feats and features with just having this groundwork and then everyone builds onto it. It's, it's a full Italian meal at that point. Mm. You've got your breads, you've got your bruschetta, you've got your pasta, you've got your brijol, you've got everything coming out with What's it. What's that uh, family and Italian eatery where you share all the dishes? Uh, the Trattoria, Trattoria, something like that. Hold on, hold on. Let me just look up the word while we do it. It means a catering business with the purpose of providing takeout food. But that's the French equivalent. I don't know. It's Italian de Beppo. That is the place that I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, I see. Like the actual yeah, word, I'm not the place. Of Buca de Beppo. <laughs> it's like super Italian inside. There's usually only like five people in there, though. Uh, yeah. This is the Buca de Beppo style yeah, there, of yeah. development, game development. It is. It is. It's got everything you need. It's got your genuine Italians. It's got your fake Italians. It's got your Italians that have a, a 16th that are in America saying that they're Italian. It's, it's got it all just that's going on. Get into yourself this a, like a Dean Martin soundtrack and <laughs> just call it a day. Call it a day. That's basically, you know what, Derek? That was a good back and forth. That's my rating okay. for Among Us. The whole <laughs> conversation. That's the that's rating a, for Among yeah, Us. At this I point. like it. That's a good style. 
It was That's great. family I, style yeah, review, I know baby. Buka de Beppo. Yeah. <laughs> Buka de Beppo among us. Oh, man. It's beautiful. It's, it's quintessential <laughs> to the Italian culture, as is the stereotype of doing hey, 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 with the hands. Me, uh, and and everyone knows exactly this is even a Mario is. episode. <laughs> this is the Mario of indie oh games. God. We could do this all day long. There we Let's go. not. <laughs> Research for this episode hey, was guys. done by Alex Kettle <laughs> and Derek Baker. The intro and outro music was composed and recorded by our friend Evan Barr. And our new artwork was designed and given to us by Aaron Shattuck. Beautiful people as we are, as well as our patrons. Hit up our Patreon for some really cool content. We've got some new shows coming out exclusive for our Patrons, um, as well as our D&D Adventure, Minecraft server, bonus episodes, post shows. You have something after this to listen to. Listen to us rant about some cool stuff, um, as well as plenty of other things. And we want to thank some of those primo members with Sky the Bear, Grant Dillon, Mr. Choff, Nick Hyman, McChief, Climbing Spork, and Mr. 1898, plus many others who are at different tiers. It's just so much fun having you guys here. As always, you're the best. Love those patrons, those patrons, the tequila shots of our As life. they are. <laughs> yes, in our ristorante. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We also have a Discord. It's a lot of fun. Alex and I are hanging out in there all the time. It's free to join. Come and hang out and have a good time. Throw down a Sussy Baca reference. Let's throw it back. 2021. Hope to see you there. Let's throw it back. Let's throw it back. And then be sure to check our socials coming up because we do want to have us a fun Among Us game night. So we're going to be posting on there probably right after this episode comes out. We'll get you guys in. We'll get a lobby started. We'll have some fun with it. I miss it. It's one of those games that you do get burned out on when you play a bunch, but then like you always come back. You always feel that warm hug of being stabbed in the back to come back to <laughs> Among Us. But as always, check us out over on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash sourman70. That's S-O-U-R-M-A-N-7-0. As well as Derek over at twitch.tv slash thebakerman247. That is thebakerman two four. You can find us on iTunes, Podcasts, Spotify, or most likely your favorite podcast listening platform. If you haven't yet, drop us a review. We love hearing from you guys. It helps us out a lot. And as well, if you see those questions in our Spotify, give us an answer. We love to hear from you guys. It's a lot of fun. Gives us great feedback to do these episodes. And with that... It's been our coverage of Among Us. Have you guys played it? I assume most everyone has, or at least memed it a bit. Are you still playing it? Who's coming to game night? And who's still that good old-fashioned hashtag Sosipaka? As always, I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And I'm your host, Sosipaka. And this has been Finish the Fight, a gaming podcast. <laughs> <laughs>